0: is the movie hall of fame class of dracula for friday october 28th 2022 and there he is across the table from me ladies he's always available to suck your blood dry it's adam hall if anybody's dracula <laughs>
1: it's definitely me <laughs> What's up, my guy? Uh, not much. How you doing?
0: How kind of you to emerge out of your coffin and uh, do this pod here today in, in broad the,
1: daylight. You're you're the one in the shade over there. You got those black curtains surrounding you. You look more <laughs> more more Dracul than every, any one of us. Yeah, I
0: did close <laughs> up. I'm afraid.
1: I'm afraid of sunlight. Apparently, uh, from common misconception, vampires can travel during the daylight, but their powers are significantly weakened. Thank you, Anthony Hopkins. Um, I didn't know that. Are you like into
0: vampire lore? Is that like (laughs) a thing that we're going to do today? Is that a thing that I'm interested in? Yeah, is this where we're going today? Do you have like a lot of tidbits about like what kind of wood the wooden stakes need to be and stuff like that? No, 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 no. I like.
1: Vampire movies a lot, a Uh lot actually. I'm so I was thinking about it on reflection. Like I love vampire movies uh, immensely. I can't say I'm a vampire lore expert. I've never read the book Dracula. Okay, you know maybe once I read that, then I'll feel a little more inclined to call myself the expert. But until then, no, yeah, I'm not that. But yes, I'm. I'm actually a. I'm a big fan of the Dracula movies. I'm a big fan of vampire movies in general. Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of they they're all interesting and they all have their own. A uh, sort of fascinating, sad way of telling their story, and they're all sad. <laughs> well,
0: some of them are sad. Often very sexy as well. Often very. Yes, yes. Yeah, that yeah. became the trend around 2008 with the Twilight movies. I guess so. Actually, Cruz kind of kicked that off with Cruz with the vampire, right? I don't know. These some of these are are creepy, but
1: there's a sexiness to it. There's a very strange sexiness to Verner's vampire movie sure george romero's vampire movie has a sexiness to it yeah also in a similar vein to verner's though very strange and rough around the edges but that's amongst my favorite vampire films of all time
0: yeah uh some overt Sexiness in the Coppola movie We'll talk about that That's a little
1: different (laughs) That's when we've We're here now guys Break off the gear shift Right
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow that movie is nuts Yeah it is Uh, Yeah so it's It's the spooky show Uh, It is the Halloween episode Do I have my sound effect Here it is Oh no You thought you got
1: let off easy. I, nope. I thought you retired it. Nope. <laughs> I was so happy when we wrapped up on the last show. Like, he's done. It's in the vault. No.
0: No, it's the spooky show. Uh, this was your idea. We're going to do Dracula movies today, uh, covering five different adaptations of Bran Stoker's Dracula novel. That's um, right. All of them uh, direct adaptations. We didn't include any movies that were sort of Dracula-adjacent or uh, you know a, a take on the character separate and apart from Van Helsing and and uh, Mina and all those characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, these, these are all adaptations of the same story. Uh, and we did this uh, earlier in the year when we uh, covered the Macbeth adaptations. Yes. Uh, and we do this every once in a while where we uh, watch the same story over and over <laughs> and over again yeah. and try to suss out. The things that matter in that story, and you know what things matter to which directors and which things matter to other ones. Um, so yeah, this was an interesting one. I had never seen any of these movies. Wow, really? This is my first exposure. You've never seen any of these movies, never, not even the bella Lugosi one, not a single one. Ah. I mean, obviously, like, I was it familiar osmos- with it Osmosis in the, and stuff, like yeah, that, in the yeah. way that everyone is. Um, but, I had yeah.
1: s- well, I had seen three of them, so there there is that. I had not seen Horror of Dracula or Nosferatu the Vampire, which is the one I was most anxiously awaiting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of those other ones, you know, I, I s- Dracula 1931 is one that I saw when I was like a little, little. So I, I rewatched it. I hadn't seen it in forever. Mm-hmm. But Nosferatu was one that I had seen in college. Uh, also another one that I was- very- I guess I had- I
0: had seen enough
1: Nosferatu most people, in film school. Most people have, yeah.
0: I would say. Yeah,
1: but I was, but it was one of those instances where it's like I'm putting putting my, you know, uh, I don't know. At the time, I was probably just going, combing through the Denis films I hadn't seen yet, and I'm like, let's just watch Nosferatu, and yeah, hell of an experience that original. Right, right around the time where I was probably getting a little more into like the history of silent film as well, uh, and yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. That was a, that was a that was a fascinating watch, but um. Yeah, I, and I had seen uh, Coppola's Dracula. It's a kind of a favorite of mine and uh, my older brothers. This one that we watch, free, strangely frequently, of all movies that he and I would watch a lot. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one
0: for sure. That's a movie with its defenders, certainly, and it was a movie that people didn't really get in 1992, and, yeah. and now. Uh... Well, you'll, I guess I tip my hat a little bit. You'll have one. Def- I, I don't even think
1: it's a movie that. Uh it's it it was positively received by critics at least. Yeah. Uh, it won Oscars.
0: Yeah, it won I know. 3
1: Oscars. It's definitely a strange movie for audiences. I could understand why audiences would be like what the fuck is this. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm I'm you know, that's that's a crazy movie. Yeah. Crazy movie. Uh vampire movies. What Where do I stand on vampire movies? I'm surprised if if you come on, you got to <laughs> like some vampire <laughs> They're they're these sad, very personal tales mostly. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, the act of sucking blood is a very intimate thing. Mm. Uh, it's not a thing that I would like to imagine happening. I'm not a big fan of needles. You got to get close, Nico. Yeah. You got to get close. I, I think there is something about this subgenre that appeals to women in a way that it doesn't appeal to me, and I'm not exactly sure what that is, but there's something about the the, the masochistic sexuality of all of them that, I, I don't know, it, it, they, they exist on the same bookshelf as like you know the erotic not paperback <laughs> novels in Barnes and Noble you know
1: yeah i i i agree i wonder what the what the um that's certainly the case now i don't know when it became more popular with women cuz
0: it definitely feels like that's the case but i i well da- i think Christopher Lee was probably the guy that turned the page you think so yeah and I, he's the first performer that i think uh was consciously going after a sort of sexual vibe that makes some sense
1: yeah cuz you know come on Christopher Lee sexy man but I mean, like tall, dark and handsome, I doubt when Bram Stoker, you know, made the or wrote the book that his his, you know, target audience <laughs> was, uh, you know, the women of his generation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It I, That question, though, it's sort of like that that Seinfeld quote where it's like, why is that? Let's not even analyze it. Right. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about that question. <laughs> let's right. Let's not even analyze it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just not really, I don't know, not really my thing. I'm I'm not sure I find them to be particularly scary creatures. I um, I don't know, it depends on
1: how it's done. I've seen versions that are really frightening and then other versions that are Tragic, and then other versions that are funny. I like them because I find them pretty malleable characters. Usually. Right? There's Martin should not work as well on me as it does, but somehow that's just a remarkable movie. Mm-hmm. If that movie were on, that were on this list, I might petition for Martin. It's that good. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, when the novel came out in what was it, 1897, it was incredibly scary. Like it, that. That for was people. the knock on it at the time. You wow. know, this was before there was like. The overt horror subgenre as we now understand it, and okay. uh, yeah, when that when that novel came out, it 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 caused a firestorm, freaked people out. Yeah, that damn Irish bastard, yeah, you know, Stoker. Um, I don't know. It's funny. Some of these movies are very good. I would call one of them great, mm-hmm. and, and well, that's I'd call two or three of them great. There's a lot of really good movies on this list. Yeah, the story is kind of silly to me. Like the idea of like. And maybe it's because I I so closely associate Dracula with that Transylvanian um, uh, Bela Lugosi performance. Uh, And I think of him as, you know, Count Von Count on Sesame Street uh, or uh, Count (laughs) Chocula. But like the idea of a vampire meeting with a real estate agent and then deciding to move all his shit across the sea and and like women just fall in love with him. I kind of find that to be kind of goofy. Okay. And I found a lot of these movies, um, to sort of feel goofy in that. in just by virtue of the fact that it's about a very silly character, I find Dracula to be very funny. I don't know. In all these adaptations, not all of them, but a lot of them. (laughs) I'm like, that guy's just a funny dude. It's like, all right, pack your bags. I'm moving to London. Like I just, I don't know. (laughs) I I just I didn't realize that Dracula was about a guy that was looking to downgrade his you know his square footage in his house you know what I mean he's trying to eat people yeah he is but he's also (laughs) really interested in real estate I didn't realize
1: that there was that much real estate in this story. Well, I don't think he really cares about real estate. He's just using it as a method to go and eat people. Location,
0: location, it's location. It's all about location. Adam. That's it's right. It's a Jack
1: the Ripper kind of thing. You know, you yeah. go to London and you slice people up because that's a good place to do it, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I find Dracula to be a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a creep. Yeah, I, I, fi- I find it to be pretty, pretty horrifying if done right. There, there are, yeah. the, the most overt example you're talking about to me is the Christopher Lee one. Yes. Uh, and they, they get kind of weirder and weirder. And I guess the Bella
0: Lugosi one as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the fun, silly... Who is the Dracula that you think about when you hear the name Dracula? What performer pops in your head?
1: I mean, maybe when I was younger, it would have been Bella Lugosi, but that's not really what it is anymore. Uh-huh. Um, when I think Dracula i don't know if this is fair but it's only because i've seen it the most but it's actually gary oldman that pops into my head the
0: most interesting because i would say that is by far and away the the least conventional dracula performance right conventional dracula movie certainly yet somehow it's the most faithful
1: to the book yeah i want to talk about that (laughs) when we get there
0: but it's crazy right yeah no i think it's lugosi for me and i i think he's really incredible in that movie and that was my main takeaway after watching it like God, who is this Hungarian man in his mid-40s that just starred in this movie having no major film credits no, beforehand? No, yeah, just theater
1: roles, yeah. Yeah,
0: just theater. And, like, he he's hes creating the iconography that becomes associated with that character just by pure accident, you know? Like, yeah. his voice, his face, the expressiveness of his eyes. I mean, that's stuff that he sort of just stumbled into. I, I can't imagine a lot of that was conscious. I guess not, no. Um, but- but it's taken, though. I mean, I see I see a lot of it in
1: what Gary Oldman's doing. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's a, that's an evolution for sure. But certainly with the bigness of that performance. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, he's he's great.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into this. I, I did write down some honorable mentions uh, some Dracula movies that we did not include. Uh, the first Dracula movie was not actually 1922's Nosferatu. It was 1921's Dracula's Death, a Hungarian silent film that mm-hmm. I believe most copies are now lost uh you have uh another christopher lee movie from 1970 called count dracula which a lot of people think is the best christopher lee version we're going to talk about horror of dracula today from 12 years earlier uh you got uh count dracula from 1977 which is a bbc production it was a television production a lot of people say that is the most faithful dracula adaptation Who plays dracula in that uh, I don't know what the guy's name is, but I will find that for you now. What year was that again? It was in 1977. Oh, okay. Hmm. It was called Count Dracula. Interesting. Um, you also have the '79 version with Frank Langella. A lot of people love that one. Uh, that one's just called Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis Jordan, Louis All Jordan. All right. In the uh, BBC version. Okay. Apparently the most faithful. That's- that's- uh,. You got The Monster Squad yeah. from 87, a movie we just did on Why Is This a Thing. Not the most faithful.
1: I mean, no. Not really. I would say a good Dracula, though. Fine Dracula, yes. A yeah. fine Dracula. Yeah. I just don't think Dracula abducted any fishmen. I just don't think that's that's true to the source
0: material. You got 1972's Blackula. <laughs>
1: yeah. exploitation
0: re- version of I Dracula.
1: I was kind of tempted to nominate it, <laughs> if I'm being honest.
0: That was a whole franchise. Yeah, I know. It was like the MCU. Yeah. uh you got not this is one i almost nominated 95's dracula dead and loving it oh no i've never seen it i haven't either apparently it's one of mel brooks's worst movies yeah i've heard it's quite horrible but that is apparently a direct parody of the bram stoker's dracula from 92 really yeah fascinating okay there's also Van Helsing, the one
1: with Hugh Jackman. 2004. What a movie. <laughs> quite bad. <laughs> I have seen it. It's quite bad. Yes. It was a childhood favorite of mine. <laughs> but yeah, not very good. Wow.
0: Very uh, good. There's a sequel, too, to that movie. There is? Yeah, it's like Journey to London or something. The London Mission. He's not in it. He, he is. Hugh Jackman's in it? That's right. What? He came back. I, I had I have no memory of that. Van Helsing fever, man. What the fuck? Catch it. Uh, Blade Trinity from 2004 oh, that, has Dracula Have you seen that movie I not Okay you think Van
1: Helsing is bad makes <laughs> Jesus Christ. that movie makes Van Helsing look like Shakespeare that shit is
0: woo bad 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 Not a good Dracula movie Not a good anything movie Okay Uh, Dario Argento did a Dracula in 2012 oh, called heard, Dracula 3D I heard this was really bad Yeah Yeah Argento's got a new movie coming out this year. Does he? Yeah, called like The Glasses or something. Okay. They basically took the poster for They Live and made it, just redid it. And it's about like The Glasses. I don't know really what the movie's about. Okay. I've just been caught. I don't know what the movie's about <laughs> But like, I know that's what the poster looks huh? like. I don't know the plot of the movie. He's
1: making this shit up, guys. Hold on. Let me let's verify this cuz that sounds like nonsense. <laughs> the glass. It's about what the Is I don't it... think it's about the glass. It's the,
0: the movie's called Dark Glasses. Uh, that's the poster. Oh my god. It's the la- the la- the, the, it... the that's all folks. The They Live poster. <laughs> it is They Live. Oh my god. What the hell? Diana, a young woman who lost her sight, finds a guide in a Chinese boy named Chin. Together, they will track down a dangerous killer through the darkness of Italy. Sounds Uh, like an Argento film. Available to stream now on Shudder. Wow. I might have to watch that. Still working, that man. Yeah. Good for him. He's great in Vortex. Vortex, yeah. yeah. Uh, Let's see. You also got Dracula Untold from 2014. Another bullshit uh, dark reboot. No, thank you. Yeah. uh, Did not work. You get the Hotel Transylvania movies. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Three of those suckers. Uh Uh-huh. I have not seen a second of those movies. Hotel Transylvania? I have not seen one frame
1: of those movies. Would it surprise you if I told you they're kind of good? No, I
0: don't think it would. They're kind of good. Yeah. They ain't so bad. Yeah, we're really good at making kids movies now, you know? That's one thing that we've, like, nailed. Yeah, I would, and and yes, it's... As a kid's movie,
1: if you're judging it on that level, I think they're pretty sweet little yeah. movies. I like them. Yeah. I don't hate them at all.
0: We're really good at doing LASIK surgery and making kids movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think, what what's he going to say here? <laughs> oh, LASIK surgery? <laughs> I was not expecting yeah, that. Yeah, we're really
0: good at that. And the, like, there's some <laughs> innovations that we've just perfected, you know? Tough. Televising NFL games, we're really good at that. <laughs> what if they really good.
1: That? What if they came into your LASIK surgery and like, Nico... So I know you. I know you've done your research in anything, but we've got a new method for laser. (laughs) We've got a new method here. It's going to be great. Just trust us. You're the
0: first patient. (laughs) In fact, we just watched the latest Pixar film, and we've been inspired. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, just it doesn't surprise me. Of course not. Nope. Uh, And then we got some upcoming Dracula movies. We're kind of due kind of do for a reboot. I have my feelings about the
1: the adaptations of Dracula and at like having okay, because I okay, so it's it's viewed as like one of our most iconic monsters, one of our most iconic stories. Also not just for uh like novels, but also for film. Like god, oh, it's one of the most iconic things in in all of film. But like I feel like it it's it's fascinating to me that we've ha- we have a definitive like Lord of the Rings adaptation and now we have a definitive like Dune adaptation. But we I don't really think we have a definitive dracula yet totally agree yeah
0: totally agree what's that about um well they're all very different movies yeah they're all very different and i I don't think that they were super concerned about getting the source material correct sure until 1992 when Coppola did it and that movie is so bananas and bonkers. Like that's not going to be a movie with a hundred percent approval rating. No, I agree with that. You yeah. know, so these movies have, have always sort of been in conversation with one another. Uh, you know, um, certain aspects are borrowed from prior movies and certain uh, aspects are completely changed. And Oh yeah. You know, sometimes they take aspects of the book seriously and sometimes they just throw it out. So, you know, these are movies. It, it was interesting. I, I watched them all in order. You can kind of feel like the trial and error, Yes, on the part of, sort of the filmmakers, sort of. you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like like when uh, when Werner did his version of Nosferatu, like that is a movie that is very indebted to the original. Oh, very extremely. Um, yeah. But then you watch Christopher Lee's Horror of Dracula, and that movie just completely discards, <laughs> doesn't care, basically everything from the Bela Lugosi version to the point where they're changing the mythology on the fly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, basically. So yeah, it's interesting, like. These are movies, yeah, there's no real definitive version, but that's kind of the charm of them. You know what I in mean? In a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma- yeah. makes it more interesting than most, uh, uh, you know, iconic film adaptations, I would say. So, I, don't, I don't know, though. So rank uh, these three versions of the Dracula story. Uh, apparently, they're all in production now. You have Robert Eggers doing his Nosferatu adaptation. Apparently, it's been officially greenlit. Really? Bill Skarsgård okay. is going to be Nosferatu. Is that right? Yep. Oh, Okay. Uh, You got Renfield, the Nicholas Holt starring movie about Dracula's sidekick with Dracula being played by none other than Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. And then you have, checks, notes, Chloe Zhao's sci-fi western version of Dracula. I imagine it's in the vein of Westworld or some uh, movie like that. Maybe Dracula
1: 3000 That one of the worst movies ever produced Chloe Zhao's working on that one Okay I'm very curious Very curious Wow well, You want me to rank yes. those? Yeah I think it's in order I think you got it exactly right Yeah Yeah <laughs> I think one of them is going to be amazing And then the other two
0: One will be fine And then that last one sounds like it's gonna suck yeah, I'm I'm not interested in Renfield at all. I no. guess it's it's directed by Chris McKay, who, you know, did like Lego Batman and shit. Okay. So it's not, you know. No, it's not really. It's, it's not right. really like a pure horror director. Yeah. So like if Cage is not attached to that one, I'm not interested at all. No, not not even a little bit. At
1: all. I'm not, also not terribly interested in the character Renfield, which is I guess
0: something we'll get Renfield's to. Renfield's a weird character. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, let's just kick off the festivities here. 1922's Nosferatu. Directed by F.W. Murnau. Starring Max Schreck, Gustav von Wagenheim, and Greta Schroeder. Good job thanks well i do have a little german blood in me, right. <laughs> gotta get your german right Nico brush up on that german these are my these are my brethren here uh nosferatu uh, actually a, a terror a symphony of terror is what it's called from yeah. 1922 uh german expressionist film a lot of people consider it one of the most iconic and influential movies of all time certainly one of the most iconic silent films of all time um and yeah, this is the first time that I had watched it front to back in its entirety, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, hard though to watch it now as a movie. It's just it's just hard to do for me. You, you,
1: know? Well, you know, I I understand. It's an artifact for sure. Um, yeah, hundred years old. This movie, right? Very 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 weird. Now that we're we're watching a
0: movie that's a hundred years old. It's yes. crazy. Yes. Um, yeah. I, and it doesn't really exist in any sort of traditional form. No. In the way that like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch the version of Lawrence of Arabia that was in theaters when Lawrence of Arabia was released. Like, N- no, this is a movie that uh, due to copyright infringement had to be destroyed. Yep. Uh, the Bram Stoker's widow sued uh, F.W. Murnau. And yeah, they had to destroy every copy. Whatever copies were left floating around there have since been compiled and stitched together. Without the original title cards, you know, new title cards had yeah. to be produced, the original score that was performed in movie oh, theaters. Could, there's like
1: a thousand different versions of the score. A
0: million. That. So, like, yeah. whenever you watch uh, Nosferatu, you're not actually watching the original Nosferatu. You're watching what's sort of an approximation, a, a police sketch, yeah, yeah. essentially, of what that original movie is. It's interesting,
1: though, because you have, like, a, a film where um, no matter what you watch now, it's it's technically original. Um, back then as well the 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 other interesting thing about is that this is at a point in time where film is only 25 years old so it's essentially in its infancy Mm -hmm. Uh, and even then like every it's like every movie that comes out is a wholly new sort of experimental thing so even then it's not you can't even judge it in traditional methods because they don't know what that is Mm. it's just this wacky weird visual experience which I, I mean I don't know maybe that is part of the experience with something like this. Even to this day, maybe there is sort of a timeless carryover because back then movies hadn't quite figured out what they could achieve yet. I still think it makes for its own very interesting and bizarre, creepy experience, though. The mm-hmm. I mean, first time I saw it, I mean, yes, I, I can't put my m- myself in the headspace of someone from 1922. I get it. But uh, just just taking it as it is, as, as, as a work of art, yeah, I, I was still pretty moved by it just by the visual language of everything and i next to the next movie uh the 1931 film yeah i have my
0: my own thoughts about how this movie works significantly better over that one yeah <laughs> well yeah we'll talk about that when we get to the 31 version but that film to me feels like it's got one foot in both worlds in both the silent worlds and mm. the and the talkie worlds yeah well, and makes sense. yeah as a result it kind of feels I I don't know stiff maybe that's putting it a little too harsh but I, I I'm not sure it, it it nails either the auditory language or the visual language um, whereas this one it, it's funny I, I I haven't watched a lot of silent movies in my life but um watching Murnau figure out what parts of the story to put into text mm-hmm. and what parts of the story to put into film. Is really interesting. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm the last person in the world to say this, but like <laughs> the thing about silent films is that you know filmmakers had to be more expressionistic. Like they yeah. had to communicate more through showing, not telling, because you know every second of uh, screen time is precious, and I can't be filling that all with you know title cards. Um, so you know, for example, there's a moment at the beginning of this movie where. Mina, or at least the, um, the approximation of Mina, they had to change the names yep. here because uh, they didn't have the rights to Stoker's version, but the approximation of Mina asks um, the appro- approximation of Harker, why did you kill these flowers? They were so beautiful. <laughs> and like that is such like a throwaway line that doesn't have anything to do with Nosferatu <laughs> or vampires no. or the curse or anything really. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow. like You felt the need to put that as its own dialogue card. Like you had the the need to, to put that in there purely as a mood setter and not as a way of conveying information. Um, and there's so much of that in this movie. It's not just like, and then Nosferatu sailed across the seas and arrived at this place. And it took this many days. Like, no, there's like, there's tone stuff. There's character stuff conveyed through that dialogue. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I was also thinking about like the close-ups of the the bacteria and the spiders and all like the nature oh my God. shots, which are apparently like really iconic and um, influential. Um, but like you know, the need to put that in there, like that that stuff is pure mood. It's pure tone. Yeah, and so much of what we think of as mood now in movies is the color scheme, mm-hmm. the the music the darkness, the lightness or whatever, but like there's so much mood that's conveyed through very limited cinematic techniques in this. Yeah. Well, you
1: have to, in this case, they do it with an image too. Another example that does what you're describing very, very well, it does it with all those other things you mentioned, but like I think of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with just the shots of bugs and spiders in that same way, which right. no real... Um, a narrative need for that but imagine the movie without that imagine the the, the vibe without that it wouldn't quite feel as icky or oppressive mm-hmm. and this has tons
0: of that <laughs> yeah I yeah. Agree. uh it's it's really good it's really good yep. and it's really impressive i still find dracula to kind of be fucking funny though really And well, this when that dude peeks out of the ship and he carries his coffin across town oh, that- like that stuff is just Purely funny to me. Well, that's
1: fair. No, I, I, I get that. I get that. I, I, I still think the, the, the imagery of Orlok going uh, or Dracula, whatever, yes. but he's Orlok in this. Uh, going, going for Harker in the bedroom is pretty horrifying. It's still some really effectively creepy imagery. The sight of him alone just coming out of the shadows in this it's to me it's perfected in another movie we're going to talk about sure is uh but uh this this is still like even when i saw it i was amazed by how uh, like effectively creepy it still is even 100 years later and how pure it is it's just, it's just the this is again what you were saying before it's like with silent films you know they're constructed in such a way where every little moment needs to matter because that's all they've got they, they all they have is the, the the visual image to communicate their story so there's a heightened expressiveness to everything but in doing so you better believe the scary parts are going to be really weird and bizarre and i might they might none of them is a boo gotcha but it's just like i don't feel safe right now and i love that about the movie also in, in regards to like the the look of the movie like next to the 1931 movie it's amazing how good looking this movie still is yes it's one of the most striking the films. shadow
0: shot I mean still holds up like, yes yeah, you could put that in a movie today and it would work the shot of uh, a
1: Dracula's hand stretching for the door yeah Oh, geez. I love, I love that type of stuff that even like, again, it's, it's another one of the instances where like expressionism is so perfectly suited for the story of Dracula. Totally. I love that. I love that about it. It's like this perfect template where it's like, you know, I know it's German expressionism, but it feels somewhat believable in this context.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now would be a good time to mention my primary relationship to Nosferatu, uh, which is this. If that was you on the phone and you on the bus, then who was flickering the lights? (laughs) you were not a spongebob guy right (laughs) i was not but i know what this is yeah this was a joke that i (laughs) saw i don't know how old was i seven i guess yeah like seven or eight maybe when this episode aired yeah uh maybe even younger oh my god and I remember... This is the tag at the end of the episode. It's a, about the um, a, a serial killer that haunts the Krusty Krab late at night uh, who ends up just being like a, a dweebish teenager looking for a job. <laughs> uh, and the nickname they give to this serial killer is the Hash Slinging Slasher. Uh, and there's this whole thing about, like, why are the lights flickering? It's very ominous. Oh, my God, the Hash Slinging Slasher is coming to kill us. And it uh, turns out that the 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 culprit behind the light flickering is nosferatu <laughs> who apparently is the night manager at the crusty crab for some inexplicable reason and like it is weird enough if you know what nosferatu is <laughs> like it's absurd enough but if you don't know who nosferatu is like i didn't when i was seven <laughs> I mean, this joke just makes absolutely no sense. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. So I always read this character as purely funny. Uh, You know, that always read to me because the the last shot of that episode is the the shot of him in the doorway. The iconic shot of Nosferatu after he walks down the hall uh, and into Harker's room, mm -hmm. standing in the doorway, ready to suck his blood. Um, and it's a terrifying image It's yes. one of the most terrifying images in all of cinema It still freaks me out when I just see the image of it Right But Spongebob gives him a smile And puts a light switch next to him in the doorway And has him flicking the light switch <laughs> In like a very bizarre animation <laughs> And like again I don't even I still to this day don't know what the premise of that joke is Like why would I guess because he's a vampire he works nights I guess so At the Krusty Krab So Right but it's not Dracula; it's Nosferatu. So I guess that always read as funny to me. So now it's it's hard to watch it uh. twenty years after the fact, and and think anything else when that that kooky guy is peeking up from the floorboards. And, uh, damn it, SpongeBob, and causing havoc in Germany. You know, that's too bad.
1: Because <laughs> I because I hadn't seen, I knew about that, but I don't think I. If I had seen it when I was younger, like on TV or something, I don't think I had thought much of it mm. and so to, to the point where when i finally saw nosferatu spongebob never really entered my brain right so i could yeah. just watch it as it was or just the very least watch it as like a, as a series of like a, you know as you know it, a, as it is a si- silent film and a, a movie told with images and just be affected by it in that way right and for the most parts it does creep me out uh pretty effectively yeah. but it's but it's too bad because <laughs>
0: i mean steven hillenberg ruined it for me yeah he ruined it because the movie's a work of art <laughs> yeah i mean it is it is this incredible painting yes. right it's like yeah using the mona lisa to sing like a, a crazy frog song or something yeah, you know like I know. yeah it's it's very unusual and yeah uh it's one of the reasons why spongebob is brilliant um <laughs> yeah but at the same time yeah it, it's always coded as funny to me, for okay. some reason.
1: There, now, I do give you this. Like, there are, there are certain images, like you said, with the coffins, where he's loading the coffins, and they do the sped-up frames. And I know it's supposed to be, like, an impression of, like, Dracula's power, like, moving the stuff around as easily as he does, like, with seemingly without moving his hands, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. But, like, yeah, it's a little funky. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, I see it now, and maybe back then it would have had a different effect, but not the case anymore. And then, yes, a, a dude... <laughs> where they're doing like day for night and he's carrying the coffin and it's like
0: mm. yes. yeah okay yes, yeah I get it uh, one of the things that stuck out to me a lot of newspaper headlines a lot of letters a lot of chapters of books put on screen very I think inspired by the book itself so that's though. right that's exactly what I was gonna say like watching it I was like oh this is you know silent movie table setting that they have to do in order to push the plot forward but you know, looking more into it, the the original novel was told purely through diaries and letters yes. and newspaper entries. There's no actual prose. Um, so that actually felt yeah more authentic than maybe any of the other adaptations. In so, that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely appreciate it more coming uh, from that point of view. Um, one more thing. Uh, let me just read the opening title card. Okay. To this movie. Nosferatu. Does not this word sound like the call of the death bird at midnight? You dare not say it since the pictures of life will fade into dark shadows. Ghostly dreams will rise from your heart and feed on your blood. I mean, eat your fucking heart out, Star Wars. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's how you do an opening crawl. It's pretty good. And now we're stuck with the dead speak. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, what an incredible, just copy and paste speak. the Nosferatu opening title card. <laughs> Goodness gracious.
1: That's like that's like a fine wine which you just read.
0: Incredible. That's the thing. Star Wars is a, is a it's a fucking Bud Light. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Uh yeah, there there's very little I can say about this movie that hasn't been said yeah, I know. already. Uh revolutionized the montage revolutionized framing and composition and cinematography. Cinematography is the big thing. Like, like like,
1: I I really do mean this. This looks better than a few entries on this list, this movie. And it's a Mm. silent film. It really honestly does. Yeah. Just, just that, that level of like heightened expressionism through the cinematography, through the lighting, through even the performance too. And the blocking it's, it's really, really smart and elegant and uh, beautiful, but scary. And specifically so, um, yeah, I, th- I, I, this is one of those things where it's like when, when you know, a lot of film students, if they're, if they're looking to understand like the, the, the power of just one single image, like you, you can point to this, you can point to Caligari, you can point to a lot of, um, even like Metropolis too. I mean, I love yep. silent films for, for this reason. I've learned a lot just by watching them, and this is honestly one of the better examples in that way. Certainly from a, a perspective of cinematography.
0: Yep. Okay. There you go. I yeah I love yeah I love it I do.
1: Nosferatu.
0: let's move on uh <laughs> 1931's dracula directed by todd browning uh iconic horror filmmaker the director behind freaks you like freaks you ever seen freaks nope oh freaks is a that's a trip man. yeah i know oh yeah i
1: know about it freaks one of us yeah i know about there it. you
0: go uh Bella Lugosi stars as Dracula. Also in this movie, Helen Chandler and Edward Van Sloan. Uh, this is the first American adaptation of Dracula, a pre code talkie from 1931 um, that kicks off the Universal Monster series. Yep. It is the first Universal Monster movie. And in that way, uh, one of the very early franchise movies. Yeah. Didn't know it was going to be a franchise. Not yet. I doubt it. I, I doubt mean, it, yeah. it was a huge hit and that, you know, everything that comes afterwards, um, was purely economical, but yeah, I, I mean, starts off a whole series of, I think over a hundred movies. I think there's over a hundred Dracula movies oh when, my you, God. when you count them, all the international versions and, oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah, hugely important. Um, this movie is just for the business of how to make movies. Uh, this one's more based on the stage play than it is the novel. This was a stage play that Bella Lugosi starred in overseas, mm-hmm. um, and I think the reasons are obvious. This is an early talkie, and um, the idea of adapting books into movies um, was not exactly the most natural leap. And a lot of times, like yeah, plays would sort of be the middleman there, um, and a lot of the you know the pre code talkies of that era are just filmed versions of plays um and yeah like i said before this movie to me very much feels like it's trapped in two eras of hollywood you know um the acting particularly from bella lugosi is very physical Mm -hmm. and it's very like silent film um uh, oriented
1: yeah
0: however there's a lot of talking there's a lot of talking particularly in that third act there's a lot of like explaining what vampires do <laughs> and explaining how to defeat them. And the climax of this movie, I would not call... Particularly cinematic.
1: <laughs> what do you mean the 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 uh, stake to the heart without seeing the stake to the heart? There
0: you go. Ah, yeah. sure.
1: The off-screen death of Dracula. That's li- Dracula sure. dies off-screen.
0: <laughs> or at the end, where like Van Helsing is like, "All right, we killed him. You guys can go now." And they're like, "Are you sure?" We're, he's like, "Sure." And then they go. And then the movie ends. And then the movie ends. <laughs>
1: it's, it's very much just ends it's we defeat done. him it's over <laughs> like argento has some abrupt fucking endings but this is this could be amongst the most abrupt endings i've ever seen in a movie yes i do like the movie uh there's stuff in this that is undeniably oh, great yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. this is a fun watch for me it's not it's not the it's
0: i don't want to say that i was gonna say is it the weakest entry i would say not maybe not i would say not there's there's one more clearly that that is the worst to me, it's, but I'm, I don't know. It's from 1931. Yeah, it's really I, fucking dated. Yeah, let's just yes, be honest about it. It's really 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 dated. I know. the uh, The only other
1: one I think we're probably going to agree on which one that is, but um, uh, only just though. If it's better, it's only only a little bit better. You're right in that it's incredibly sta- It's fairly stagey. It's you know, it's it's operating on, on very fairly simple means of scares. It has to because it's a pre-code, it's you know, it's 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 limited in what it can offer from like the 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 real horrifying stuff and the edginess. Um I don't know, though. I think with Bella Lugosi and the general vibe of the movie, and particularly the fact that it's still in black and white, helps tremendously. Yes, and yeah, I'm 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 cool with it in that way. And I mean, a lot of the movie is him, and I mean his physical performance, particularly the singles on just his face, are still creepy with the lighting. Yeah, yeah, that that glow only on his eyes that mm, really really works. And there's a lot there's a lot of that. And yeah, I mean, even though it's I it's definitely evolved tremendously since then. Uh, you still get that, that proper vibe, like it, the movie for these movies to work though. I mean, you, you have to communicate certain ideas on just like how Dracula feels when you're talking to him. It has to feel like, you know, it's a person, but it's not really a person. And I think it's communicated very well with, in this case, Renfield and Dracula. That was very strange. Hmm. Um, but that relation, I thought what they did with Renfield was very smart, by the way. It make well, yeah, <laughs> in a lot of ways it makes more sense than,
0: uh, I guess the way it's done in the novel because i don't i don't know can i be honest just about i haven't read the novel so maybe if i read the novel i would feel differently yeah i find this story to kind of be cumbersome cumbersome i'm not a big fan of the non-dracula parts of dracula oh i see just in terms of like he's engaged to her but she has the hots for this guy and sometimes it's her sister sometimes it's just her friend that's killed by dracula and then there's two women that he haunts like i and then the renfield thing like it's sometimes it's very clear who renfield is and why he's under dracula's influence other times it's not explained at all um so like here i think they combine the harker and the renfield characters into one yeah and it makes sense Yeah, and it makes total sense like he's insane because dracula bit him once sometimes it's just like he's a guy in a cell but but harker is in this movie right harker he's another character yes yes Harker is in this movie. Yes. Yes. But but the, they the, Harker Hark- does not travel to Transylvania at the beginning of it. No. Hark- like he does in the other movies. Harker doesn't play the same role technically that right. he does. Not quite until no, It's a that lesser second. role. Yeah, they lesser kind of shrink role. his yeah. role. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I, I can't really speak to it. Maybe that would be an interesting read. I don't know. But I mean, there's a lot of things that these add to the story of Dracula, particularly. I mean, like. The, the romance and and coplas is just not there at all in, right. in the book so that if that's a, that might have been a cumbersome thing for you but that's not in the novel at all i don't know how that would have read for me in the in the book if that were there or not but regardless yeah. regardless yeah. i can't speak to it i don't know um but uh yeah it, it does seem like there's a lot of jumping around in that in that
0: totally story for i i agree with you there i'm i'm And and this is part of my my curiosity for a movie that's just about a fucking vampire that sucks blood. So it's like, just make your movie about Dracula. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that is.
1: It's it's another expectations thing. That's that's not what it needs to be. I guess. Yeah.
0: I don't care about these people. I I really don't. And, and like every moment that Lagosi wasn't on screen, I got it was, bored.
1: Yeah, it wasn't as interesting. I I you agree know, with that. Which
0: is why the first twenty minutes of it are awesome. Just like the tension building and like, <laughs> well, we'll talk about that with fucking uh, Coplas. Whoa. Right. Whoa, boy, <laughs> that shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> but like you know, everyone in that village and this is a similar scene plays out in all of these movies. But, you know, the stuff in the village of like, oh, there's this Nosferatu figure in the mountains or whatever. And
1: I like that kind of world building. Though. That stuff is really good. I like the I like uh, if you're using the other stuff that's not Dracula to give us an impression on his effect over the people and the town, not necessarily explaining the lore of a vampire, because I'm not interested in that. But when they talk about like. How this chaos and this evil is spreading, and how it's where it, there's only a matter of time before he comes after us and stuff like that. That impending dread, I really love when when they when they go to other characters and they discuss it. But that
0: stuff's always great. Like but, the, the scene in, in Werner's version, for example. Oh, yeah. There's uh, the scene where like. it's it's that that twister line that we always recite about is there an Mm -hmm. F5 and everybody drops their forks yeah yeah Um, but uh, there's a scene where like I'm going up to count Dracula's house and everyone just drops their plates (laughs) everybody all like 20 people (laughs) you know that shit's great like I should feel the weight of of Dracula's first appearance yes and And some of these movies just suck all the air out of it because we're so concerned Uh, wink wink nudge nudge uh, about whatever the hell Peter Cushing's doing um which i'm not i agree which i don't i don't care about that like i want to i care about fucking dracula and like i want to see like you know hearses driving down roads and i want to see bats and wolves appear in the woods and like you know i want to like feel like holy shit what is dracula gonna look like what is he gonna say when we finally see him like and um yeah so that's the part of the Dracula movies that I always enjoy. Me too, me too. And then, yeah, this movie in particular and the next one talk a lot. There's a lot of, <sighs> just a lot of fucking talking it's in just, rooms. It can be
1: plotting. I I agree with that. And some of it works. Some of it does not. I'm, I'm, I'm a little more kind to this one than we'll get, than we will be for this, the next one. You know, we're, yes. we're tipping our hat a lot here, yeah. but yeah, no, uh, Um, I guess what I was getting at though, is that to me, it does get the essentials right. Like I said, that those, the immediate conversations with Dracula, do give you that really strange and intrusive feeling where it's like, I'm entering a place that I shouldn't be and talking to a guy that I shouldn't be talking to the vibe of just entering the castle is moving in, yes. in a, in a chilling way. One of the
0: great haunted houses.
1: Uh, yeah. It's, it's, you gotta get that right. Um, yeah. him just being around in, in London and being this Jack, the Ripper type, just walking the streets is effective. Yep. And, uh, I actually like his conversations with Van Helsing when uh, when he's revealing the mirrors to to him. The mirror stuff's great, yeah. Yeah, and the come to me is great. Oh god, it's so so awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: all Legosi though. It all yeah, and most it's of it is look- all and yeah. like I said before, like he's he's finding the iconography by mistake. It's like when Arnold played the Terminator. Yeah, that's it's like cool. no one really knew. We knew that you know he was the the most ripped man on the planet. Like we knew like he was Mr Olympia, but. It's the voice and the vibe of Arnold. It's like, yeah, why would a Terminator talk like that? Well, I don't know. It's because Arnold talks like that. And it becomes iconic as a result. Like, when Bram Stoker was writing the Dracula novel, he did not have in his mind, let me suck your blood. No. And that's that's all Lugosi. And Lugosi (laughs) kind of finds this lair just because that's his voice. That's just how he is. (laughs)
1: That's funny enough, though. That's not That line you said is...
0: Quote it all the time But it's not used and yeah, I remember- I, yeah I know But yeah. like You know <laughs> here's the other thing i feel like Dra- like lugosi is is that is the version of dracula that everyone understands the definitive one yeah, yeah even if ways. you haven't seen a single Dracula. For sure, for sure i agree i agree yeah
1: i do love like like to, to get dracula right immediately first of all his first appearance needs to be surprising and also the first time he speaks need to needs to be pretty surprising yes and L- lugosi fucking nails that yes. just absolutely nails it and i wasn't right. expecting to be as affected by that as i was because honestly i was kind of expecting a pretty cheap but fun you know universal monster movie and i mean his performance just like it, it, it's it's the whole thing you're
0: right right you know yeah that's the thing it's like he can't just be a dude looking to downsize you know you can't just no. be like a dude looking for a condo like well,
1: that's not what dracula's doing yeah, they, no, he, no he's doing I know, no he's like, doing it so
0: he can go fucking kill people <laughs> yeah but you're right when when you hear him talk and you see him with a fucking cape it's like who's this dude with a cape yeah. why am i selling him a at- <laughs> What is up with that? Why am I still in a townhouse on on the Lower East Side? This jive turkey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just I always find that funny, that these are movies about Dracula moving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you didn't know that. Yeah, I know. It's just
0: so funny to me. Uh, He's, He's...
1: He's... He... God damn it I can't I, I, I have to <laughs> repeat myself he's not like oh, I really like this this condo on Cape Cod let's go over there he
0: kind of does no! though he <laughs> kind of does he doesn't kill there's him. movies where they're like yo I hear like there's an abandoned building across the street from your house and it's like really dilapidated and no one would ever <laughs> want to live there he wants where to. do I sign he's not. he's really into the
1: property he totally is no he's not interested in the property he is he's interested
0: in the location because it has a lot of fresh meat. Obviously, yes. yes. But he also likes the fact that <laughs> they're <laughs> abandoned homes. He's like, into that. I really like the millray of this town. Yeah, Let's he's pretty. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs>
1: No, that's not what it is. There's a
0: lot, there's way more real estate talk in this movie than I would have ever expected. Because I expected zero, and there is more than zero. Just, I think, just by the fact that there's more than zero, you're stuck on this point. Yes. It's so funny, though. It's so funny to me. The idea of Dracula scrolling through Zillow is hilarious. It's so good. To your point, to
1: your point. Okay, the reason it's there is because he's trying to convincingly get from A to B without tipping his hat that he's a fucking vampire. Right. But you also don't need to do that he's dracula he could convincingly get over there just by creeping along right which is the one one of the things that the next movie actually does correctly more or less like you totally forget about the real estate aspect
0: right he just goes <laughs> yeah right like this dude the, yeah the thing about him he's a vampire with fangs and pale skin and when you touch him he's ice cold and he sleeps in a coffin in the middle of the night. His like, palms. In the middle of the day, I should his say. His palms are hairy. Right. That's how, that, that that detail in the Coppola one is true to the book. His fucking yes. palms are hairy. Yes. <laughs> All this stuff should be obvious the second you enter the room. Like, yeah, I, I think like that is part of the problem with the, with the 31 version is mm. they try to convince you that Dracula would run into a woman at the theater one night and she would be taken by him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he is a creep and he always reads like a creep, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah this movie's good I respect it for what it is there are some shots in here that are incredible I, I will say and this gets talked about a lot too the lack of score was felt throughout yes me. I agree uh, there was a Philip Glass score released in 99 there's a version of that movie that you can find I did not watch that version but uh, that one's pretty re- readily available and Philip Glass uh, essentially tried to make a score that was period accurate Okay. But there is no original score that exists, so he was kind of filling in the blanks for himself.
1: There's definitely some scenes where it works great, but I kept. There were, yeah. Strangely, there were actually I think more scenes that I think would have benefited from the score because it's like eh, that. That was stilted, and yeah, it just add a little flare of music, and it makes a total sense to me. Yeah, I, right. yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't feel like a lot of like horror movies of that time where the score is just really overbearing. I yeah, mean, there's no, plenty no, of no. like those those, um, you know cheap 30s and 40s movies that rely too much on score Uh, but you know the creakiness of the the floorboards and the you know the windows opening and shutting and the wind like it does it does play well there's good sound design but just another aspect of this movie that to me is aged like you know like a fucking ham sandwich on a sunny day like milk yeah as I like to say that too Uh, all right that's anything else you had to say about that one
1: no, I mean, I, I like it just fine. I like it just fine. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cute little
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> Super cute. <laughs> All right. 58's Horror of Dracula. Directed by Terrence Fisher. Starring Peter Cushing in the top build role. Christopher Lee as Dracula. And Michael Gow um, as the Harker character. You might know Michael Gow as Alfred from the Tim Burton Batman movies oh,
1: that's who he was. I was like, who is this guy? I know this dude.
0: This was the first of the Hammer Horror Films, a studio in London that got the rights to the Dracula movies in the 50s. Uh, Hammer Horror, still a thing. Mm -hmm. That studio is still around. They're still making movies. Uh, Six sequels uh, uh, involved Christopher Lee. Four sequels involved Peter Cushing. So this kicked off a, a really lucrative franchise and... Um, I think we're probably the most financially successful Dracula movies. And that's why a lot of people think of Christopher Lee as the definitive Dracula. Um, The fangs were introduced by him. uh, The, the red uh, contact lenses introduced by him. um, And also, as we said before, the sexuality Um, here is, I think for the first time, literalized in the past. It has sort of been a a metaphorical thing, but um, the idea of Dracula sucking your blood is, uh, is equivalent. I, I'm, of course, I'm not the first person to say this, but it's kind of like, you know, taking someone's virginity. You know, it's, it's a very sort of, uh, intrusive. Yes. Um,
1: abusive, uh, yeah, intensely intimate thing. Right. Yeah. As intimate as you could get.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, Christopher Lee identified that and did a good job with it. And that's, I think where my compliments for this movie end. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't like it wasn't a big fan yeah. no and as i said before I, I find this the story of dracula to kind of be overwhelming and a little clunky and i am happy that this movie trims a lot of the fat they get rid of renfield entirely they get rid of the boat ride entirely yeah uh they get rid of uh the the bat Uh, trope. Dracula does not turn into a bat or a wolf in this movie. So they cut out a lot of the fat. What they also cut out, unfortunately, is fucking Dracula, who's not in this movie enough.
1: No. I was surprised by that because I think Christopher Lee is... Going for a more like comfortable Dracula, like his introduction to him in this. First of all, they played as though you know he's Dracula, yes. <laughs> so that's a that that was a, an issue I had with it from a uh a cinematic perspective. I would have liked it if it had hung on like the creepiness of like who is this guy, but like it's just a, he's a nobleman, it's like oh cool, nobleman, let's do business together. And so they they make the real estate angle make the most sense in this until they subvert it by saying, well, they
0: don't, well they don't. They he's he goes to become his librarian yeah that's right so I, harker I is yeah, is yeah, yeah. portrayed as yeah. a, a vampire hunter in this that's right yeah so no i know that yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's buddies with van helsing mm-hmm. and then he's killed, and Joe. right he goes over there specifically to try to yeah. to end dracula's reign of terror
1: yeah they so they get rid of that angle entirely and then you know like you said he he gets over there by to, to london by other means um yeah, I I had to be honest. Like, yeah, like the the Dracula story. There's a lot going on, but it act. But seeing less of it here made me appreciate it more. I sort of liked the involved nature of like trying to stop this monster, but from like spreading around the world and seeing all the parties involved by make you know you know uh, uh, who are affected by this guy and 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 trying to you know stop him from eating people. Um, because like yeah, the smallness on this felt. I don't know. Just kind of wrong. I don't know what that was. It, it was
0: just, there's no sense of the greater world.
1: No, there's no, you know, there's no sense of the greater world. There's no sense of the victims that yes. Dracula is, is going after. So
0: many people die in this movie
1: and they just die. It, it's like a slasher movie. Yeah, like they just
0: die. And then they're forgotten. about. Yeah,
1: it. that's it. It's yeah. it's like, okay, fine. Um, It's just, it's just not enough movie here. It's, there's a lot that that there's a lot of stuff that I would have loved to have seen that the movie chooses not to show me there's a lot of Van Helsing more Van Helsing than there is Dracula I think Van Helsing can be uh compelling and I think Cushing's performance is good I just it's not compelling enough it's not compelling enough no no it just I, isn't I agree with that um I yeah I just I don't know it's just, it's just it's just sorely sorely Lacking this movie, yeah, there is. There's plenty of stuff that I that I like. Like, there's some compelling imagery of Christopher Lee as Dracula. Uh, don't get me wrong, and
0: uh I I think that it's genuinely pretty gory too. Yeah, for a '58 movie, like there are particularly in the in the stake scenes
1: where they kill. uh Is it? I think is is she named Lucy or Mina? I think it's Mina, or is it Lucy? I
0: I totally forget what
1: details they changed. Well, you know, I'm
0: pretty I, sure I. Yeah, I think
1: it is Lucy actually, but that's that's different because it's supposed to be Hark. Okay, so Harker Harker's supposed to be getting married to Mina, but in this Harker's getting married to Lucy, and Lucy is still changed into a vampire. So that's a weird. I think that's right. They got rid of Mina altogether and combined her with Lucy, which is no, no, no. Mina's no not... no Mina's in it. Who does she? Who is she? Yeah, Mina Mina is possessed at the end. Oh, yeah. So Me-
0: so Mina's what the the other guys. So I guess uh Harker is Lucy's brother in in this movie. It's they're they're not the two women usually are just friends. Yes, I and know. And in that, this yeah. in this case they're that's his right, that's his sister. Yeah. They're both in it. I think they swap it around. I maybe I, they do. I think I think I watched a lot of these movies in the last two days. <laughs> I wanna
1: say Harker is Mina's brother in this. Okay. And then Lucy is the girl he's married, which is so its It's very weird. possible. W- w- regardless, regardless. Um, Yeah, like thinking back on this movie. Yeah, there's not as much that like stuck with me. I got to be honest, because I, I think so, so much of it is just Van Helsing trying to figure stuff out and not that interesting of a way, you know, mm-hmm. giving me like first Pink Panther vibes right. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah,
0: I, I, I kind of see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's okay. I don't it's care not- about like all the stuff that this movie cares about, I guess. Like I I, I really don't care about the machinations of killing Dracula and, you know, no. all, all of the the plots and ploys that these that these men attempt like
1: Well, it's just not interesting. You need one scene for that, and that's right. that's it, you know.
0: It, yeah. I mean, I need more Dracula. I need to know more about him as a person and this movie makes him much more of just like a nameless faceless monster
1: yes it makes him more of like the slasher villain of the bunch totally where it's like the most compelling scenes of dracula are always when you're with him and what he does to the mood and the setting and those who are under his influence that being said it,
0: it might be the scariest dracula movie it might be the scariest one on this list you were scared by this i there were some like the scene with dracula's wives at the beginning in the library is very scary and it's, it's very jarring when he shows up and you see his face.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good scaring. Well, that's about it though. Yeah. For, for me, I agree with that. Yeah, that's a great, great little, uh, uh, little bit of horror that I thought worked fairly well. But that was honestly it. It's not
0: as scary to me. as... The body decomposing at the end is good too.
1: No, that's great. I, I like the third act a lot when they're when they're finally going after Dracula, where it becomes kind of the movie you you want. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, the rest of it is just so uninter- interesting. I was kind of zoning out a little bit. Um. I I do like Christopher Lee, but that's 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 about it. I'm I'm right there with you, but yeah, no, I mean it's not as scary as just the vibe of the first Nosferatu Nosferatu to me, or not even close to the vibe of that remake, Mm. (laughs) or just the performance of Klaus Kinski. Oh boy, that movie! (laughs) Wow. Uh,
0: uh, (laughs) We'll get there in a second. Yes, we will. Um, Yeah, but I I found it to be, I guess, a necessary step. In the evolution of this character in this franchise without being like it's, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of, this is a weird comparison. It's kind of like the fourth Fast and Furious movie. Okay. A movie that I don't think really works and I think is actually one of the weaker entries, but it kind of turns the page on that franchise in a way that was vital.
1: Okay. Okay. So you think two steps forward, one step backwards? Yeah, something like that. I kind of agree with that. It does get like again so some of the iconography for what we'd now associate with Jack- Dracula in a good way is here. Mm-hmm. Uh the sexiness of it all. Yeah, that that, that that's cool. It's just I, I, I don't know. It's just so bare to me. I don't know how totally else agree. To, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just so it's just so fine with the exception of a few images. And like you said, all surrounding Dracula. Everything good about this movie is Christopher Lee as Dracula. Yeah. And I think he's really good. Uh, but yeah, the the movie as as a whole, it's it's not terrible. It, it it's it's well made enough, and like I said, the gore stuff. I do like the scenes with with Lucy as the vampire taking the little girl to the yeah. That's that really good. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, I needed a little more there and less focus on the the Van Helsing stuff would have made this go a long way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Show the 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 effect of Dracula. I don't really see that in this movie.
0: Totally but, agree. As opposed to the next movie, where you really see the effect of tracking. yeah, which is about the moral decay of a society, and yeah, how death sort of invades slowly. The, how
1: is this metaphor for that? Uses <laughs> it. That's such a great idea.
0: Okay, let's fucking talk now, dude. Let's move dude, on. dude, dude. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Nosferatu, the Vampire, from nineteen seventy nine, directed by our homie Werner fucking Herzog, mm-hmm. starring Klaus Kinski. Isabel Adjani, and Bruno Gans. This is, of course, a remake of the 1922 Nosferatu to the point where Werner is reusing some of the same sets, some of the same locations. I could tell, yeah. A lot of the same shots are just redone. Um, they, for the first time, use the original Bram Stoker character names. Yes. Um, so they, they make an attempt to acknowledge that this is a Dracula adaptation, but it is much more an adaptation of 1922's Nosferatu.
1: It's like the first, like, like. It's not really what this movie is, but it was like when when people uh, talk about a movie for like borrowing thematic and 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 nostalgic elements from other movies. This movie does that a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't call it nostalgia. There's there's a artistic purpose to it that's really effective. But it is. It was. It was surprising to me how much of that silent film is in this and yeah. how
0: much it directly borrows from that original. Yes. The movie I thought of, this is going to sound like an insult, but it's not meant to be. It reminded me so much of Gus Van Sant's Psycho, Mm -hmm. Uh, just because it it is slavishly devoted to that original movie. Yeah. and like i was shocked like how much how many of the details are just carried over even t- the,
1: the 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 first dinner scene where he's um uh talking with the uh, dracula Yeah.
0: the staging is exactly the same the
1: staging is almost exactly is almost exactly the same the lighting yes is almost exactly the same there's that one spot ring light it's like you get your scene is lit but then everything on the periphery is pitch black yeah. exactly the same yeah. uh and then, like, when they get to the scenes of the doorway, well, it's slightly different. Like, there's slight differences with everything, but, like, the, the the shot of the doorway is more or less the same. Yeah. The, the shot with him, like, crossing over on the the, the, the deck of the boat with his, with his claws out, more or less the same. It's...
0: Yeah. The shot of him stacking the coffins. Stacking the coffins. The shot of him dying. Yeah. You know, it's... Dude, there was a fucking shot at the beginning of that original movie of... I think it's Mina playing with a kitten. Mm. And it's just this throwaway. It's like maybe 10 frames of the original film. Just her playing with a kitten and then it's done. In this movie, (laughs) Werner's like yeah, all right, Murnau, guess what? Two fucking kittens. Here's two (laughs) kittens. And they're going to play for like two minutes. And I'm going to hold the camera on these two kittens in this movie about a vampire. I'm just going to start it out. First, I'm going to start it out with a bunch of mummies in a tomb in Mexico, which is just an incredible fucking Werner stroke. But then like, we're going to hang out with these two kittens playing with each other and meowing man it's all about how you play the notes sometimes man like it watch these two movies side to side it is the same movie except it is totally, totally different, different. Yeah. you know and yeah. that was like my thing about uh, gus van Sans psycho like technically it's the same movie shot for shot remake but it just doesn't work because he's not alfred hitchcock and Werner, i, I would say oppositely he's an excellent filmmaker he's one of the great filmmakers of all time um but he's interested in the kitten. And you can tell that he's interested in the kitten. Even though we're showing you the same imagery, the way that he shoots it, how it's portrayed, how it's performed you learn so much about what that particular filmmaker thinks about the material and the world well he was well that's the big thing how what he, how he how he's interested in just how these
1: seemingly in, in, insignificant details affect the scene and the mood like the, uh I, I don't know maybe it's just the aspect that it is another form of life in the scene and it needs to be
0: captured he's so interested in the juxtaposition between life and death yes that, oh, that's, oh my God. His, that's his whole thing whole like th- he's kind of interested in the sexual stuff he's not interested in the violence at all no he's not interested in the horror at all all he's interested in showing you images of life and death putting them together and watching how society can decay from within which is the horror yes.
1: i mean that's the thing like he's he's not interested in creating horror in cheap methods he, he's he's making himself work harder he needs to take like you could just show dracula showing up and then slit in your throat and then he sucks your blood or something like that but no verner's uh, uh, like no i'm gonna make it harder myself i'm gonna take all those elements you just listed not show any of the violence and show the repercussions and then show uh, uh, dracula just like just talking to another victim afterwards and just the juxtaposition of those two visual ideas and just creating horror in that way. Yeah. You know, you don't need to make that much work for yourself, but he does. And it's so effective. Yeah. So much more effective. I would say this movie fucking
0: rocks. Incredible. <laughs> this movie this incredible rocks. <laughs> movie. It's so great. <laughs> this, it's so good. Dare I say. Yeah.
1: Maybe a little better than the original. I've, it's a hard thing to say. It's hard to say. Yeah, uh, I mean,
0: it's it's. I'll say that it's I'll, hard to watch that original as a movie. It just. I get it, I, get it. I mean, like I, I know moving picture is moving picture, and they're all movies, and they're all supposed to be evaluated on the same terms. It is impossible to evaluate that movie in the same way that you evaluate this one. I I, I
1: agree. It may it's not totally fair, and that maybe that's not even the point. But let me let me rephrase that. Maybe better or worse is not necessarily even the question. it, it I will certainly say this. One of my favorite remakes of all time. Yeah, not even close. One of my favorite vampire movies ever. It's up there. It's like a top five now. Yeah, Uh, one of the better Dracula. Could be the best Dracula movie. (laughs) Holy shit, Uh, dude! It's so
0: fucking Werner, dude. Oh my god, (laughs) motherfucker!
1: The shots of the mountains for (sighs) like twenty unbroken seconds.
0: I, mean, I love how we're describing it now and everyone's like that sounds awful. This sim- is like no it's great man. The kittens are great. Oh my God.
1: But then just like the the, the symphony music as the clouds roll over the hills. Yeah. The shots of Jonathan Harker just r- galloping on a horse. Yeah. Um uh, Even the recreations
0: the, the, of the iconic shots
1: I mean feel totally different to me though They're So obviously the recreation But they give you a completely different vibe
0: Yes when his finger gets cut for the first time mm-hmm. and, and Nosferatu essentially chases him across the, the room, room yeah. And they sit in front of the fireplace Like Jesus Christ uh, Like that's you know A scene that is pretty much recreated from the original Like the same fireplace and the same dinner set up and everything and Mm -hmm. it just plays totally different here the hallway scene oh my god one of the most iconic scenes in all of cinema and he does it here I mean like I'm not sure H.R. Geiger could have painted something that looked this beautiful Mm -hmm. like it's it's unbelievable Unbelievable. it's unbelievable how that shot is composed but it's
1: again also so so purely impressionistic a lot of these ideas are very impressionistic even down to Klaus Kinski's Incredible performance right, let's in talk let's talk Kinsky oh, for a second my
0: God let's talk let's get Kinski for a second here. um the dude is a fucking vampire yes. I mean that's the thing about him. Like Werner just cast a vampire in this movie and had him play a vampire.
1: I, I wish I wish we we were recording this visually to give you an impression of like my um um reaction to like when he sh- finally shows up because I was like smiling through a lot of this movie, like appreciating the Werner of it all yeah. and and the the the, the 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 really interesting staging to like the rough around the edges quality of it, just making me very happy. And then the second Klaus Kinski shows up, I'm just like, it's
0: just the life. Goes away, right? You become cold. It's like, dude, you cast Dracula in this movie. You actually found him. Yeah. Like he's a real person and he was in Transylvania and he he was available for the two week shoot. This the, the, the commitment that Kinski
1: brings to this character. Oh, my. It's it's startling to watch every every single cut to this character is genuinely frightening to me. It really is. He's, it, I'm convinced he never left character in his entire life. <laughs> yeah. yeah he
0: did, like he was doing Daniel Day-Lewis method shit. Like he was sleeping in a coffin in the middle yeah, of the day. It, I, it, Like it really, he was going that far.
1: It really does feel that way.
0: Uh, Can I read one of my favorite paragraphs from any Roger Ebert review I've ever read? Okay. The Count has a monstrous ego, of course. It is Kinsky who has none. There is never a moment when we sense this actor enjoying what a juicy corn pone role he has with fangs and long, sharp fingernails and a cape to swirl. No, Kinski has grown far too old inside to play Dracula like that. He makes his body and gaunt skull transparent so the role can flicker through. Ooh, That's a great paragraph. It's fucking Raj just at peak of his powers in 79, man. That is a great line. Yeah. His that- body and skull transparent, so the roll can flicker through. That's exactly what's happening here. He's so pained. Yeah. I mean, he's so, he's in agony. This entire agony. movie. Yep. It was so melancholic watching him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a Nosferatu. He's a he's a vampire that is ashamed of being
1: a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Without directly saying it to the audience, there's no scene there's no where he's talking with like Mina or Lucy in this case or whatever, and just being like, "I don't want to do this. I've I've regretted it for for my entire life, and but I have." to or something like that right i need your love
0: yes and listen trust me i will not let your husband be harmed he will live if you just give me some of your love Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like and he talks about constantly like you know living for a thousand years you understand how painful that is that's a great point yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's incredible shit i mean and it is so it's melancholic and cynical, but in that sort of sentimental way, in a, in a way that only fucking Werner can pull off. And certainly
1: doesn't push it. You know, right. I, I really like the next movie we're going to talk about, but that is one of my greater issues with that movie. It's like... No chill. It, it's like, it's it's not even that it has... It, you're right, that it has no chill. But like, just the fact that they try to make uh, the guy a little... It's a a very curious balance in this movie because in that one, they make him a little too sympathetic. Like, I need to believe that this guy's still a monster, but I do love the loneliness that Kinski brings to this role. There are no wives in this movie, which is the other thing I love. That feeling that this guy has been in this castle picking off random people in the villagers like his... entire life but otherwise he's been isolated in that castle doesn't really know what real life is like and he you you see that in the performance and it's just wonderful again i think like you said something to the effect of like the pain of time weighing on you for for all that like that's all you need and it's just uh yeah yeah it it kind of moved me to my core i never i I never stopped believing that he's a vampire i never stopped believing that this guy should die but uh it was just enough it was just enough and it didn't go so far that it kind of annoyed me
0: here's another weird comparison the sort of like melancholic monster with like there's there's a heart maybe it's not a heart of gold but there's some kind of semblance of a heart hiding in there somewhere yeah and it's just been buried over the years like kind of reminded me of like a tim burton character i thought Uh, of edward scissorhands watching that's fair but it's it's tim burton with none of the camp no. which is the which is the incredible thing about this movie and what Kinski and Werner pull off here like all of the notes that you would expect to play as corny and cheesy uh even like a movie like The Elephant Man for example okay which is great and Lynch fucking nails it like there's an element of that movie where you want to give the elephant man a hug oh i see you know there there's there's a there's a uh I, I wouldn't even say campiness but there's a sort of there's a sympathetic lens that Lynch shoots that movie through that Werner doesn't attempt here. Well, you He lets sim- the character be the character yeah. and you, you feel for him, but you don't feel like Werner doing any of the work for you. No, I agree with that. Never forcing you to take that. He He's hug. purely a monster. Like he is sympathetic in the way that all monsters should be, mm-hmm. but he is just that. He <laughs> is still a monster.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, with the Elephant Man, it makes sense because he is a sympathetic character. Dracula's right. not, and right. So you have to play that a little more uh, objectively. And, yeah. and and Edward and Scissorhands, I guess, is a pretty good guy. He just yeah. wants to be a barber. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a a, a, a fucking monster. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Where it's where they're saying they're saying like, y- y- maybe not. Uh, I, I, maybe it's sympathy, but like, you know, you, you, I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess you already kind of said it, like letting the audience find the sympathy without letting the movie force your hand in that way, in the way that like the next movie does. Yes. Which is what I love so much about it. Where, and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't really push that element. It's like, I, I want it what it does is that i want to sympathize with this guy i can feel it i just yes i just can't do it right And that wouldn't that perfect yeah it's way. like the
0: puppy that you see at the kennel that you just can't bring home he's yeah. it's like i feel bad for him but he should probably be put out of his misery yeah, because no one's gonna adopt that yeah, ugly little fucker Yeah. He, he'll he'll
1: he'll you lick my hand and then on the fifth lick he'll bite me it's like, right yeah. and
0: it's not his fault he's no. a dog yeah exactly right yeah but yeah you know not everything is built for this world, uh, and Nosferatu yeah. certainly isn't. It's it's just it's genius. I mean, just There's everything top to bottom. G- one of the most gorgeous entries on this list. Yeah, uh, I, I
1: one of the scariest to me. It would make perhaps the scariest, and it, in a way that like The Shining scares me. It just this, the vibe of this movie. It's is all vibe. Yeah, so weird. Yep. and so unconventional and so Werner. Uh, I can't. Put it into words It's just You just kind of Have to experience it Which is my favorite Kind of movie Guys no. I can't I can't totally Describe it to you Just give it a watch Yeah The mummy shit At the beginning Like it's so great. what the hell God it was just like I c- couldn't believe That he did that Yeah <laughs> It's like we're just Seeing mummified Like the 500 To like thousand Year old bodies And that's right. the opening Of your movie
0: Right oh, And the, my- yeah The way he also plays The the plague aspect Of it too Yeah And the rats And just the rats Infecting this city and kind of you know contrasting Nosferatu coming and and you know taking over the souls of these people yeah um, I mean that's again that's so Werner like he's a guy that understands scope he's a very intimate storyteller and in that he really likes character and this is a very intimate movie but like we said about the last one like that movie just doesn't understand the, the greater world at play no and, and this shows it full force this one does yeah. and um, all of the themes are fucking there for you to see and it's 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 amazing. The, um, the implication is that Dracula's killed
1: all those people, though. It's not just the plague. That's well, I think he
0: brought the plague and the rats.
1: He did. He did. But yeah. I But I think it's also, a com- to my understanding, it's a combination of him and the plague. The- the plague.
0: yeah well he's definitely yeah he's picking off a couple of them and yeah. i I don't think like they're certain which victims are which
1: no yeah exactly but th- that was the, the blending of the two when we see the first victim brought into the like the courtroom or whatever that is and they check him out and you know obviously he's got the bite marks but they conclude oh it's the plague right where it's like oh so it's going to be a combination of the plague and dracula taking right. people off
0: yeah 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 um yeah it's 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 amazing. Would you be shocked to learn that a crew of 16 people worked on this movie? Yes. 16. Apparently very common at that time in Germany. Wow. Um, Very limited crews. That's amazing. 16 people shot this thing. Um, (laughs) Insane stuff. There is an English version also out there. You watched the original German version, correct? No, I actually watched the English version. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I watched the German because... Uh, Werner said that's the one I should have watched and I always listen to Werner but you the English version played just as well to uh, you. Wonderful huh? yeah okay is it Dubbed or it's actually like It's, it's actually them talking
1: uh, I believe it's dubbed but it's A good dub okay yeah
0: yeah Because apparently they shot two distinct Versions at the same time
1: an English Language version too okay yeah because yeah, I it didn't Because their mouths were moving correctly with the exception Of a few actors that okay was it, yeah Yeah
0: um, So yeah I, and yeah i mean there's just like i can run down the shot list but it's like the stuff in the mirror i mean it's just it's it's a great it's amazing. great thing takes amazing you a second scene. took me a second to figure it out and then i was like oh it's the iconic He
1: can't see himself in the mirror oh i see oh it's such a great idea i love that you know right
0: it's just
1: scene, scenes that i didn't expect to play like that like that scene with lucy it's just
0: yeah Lu, the all the it's, it's all not, the stuff it's was, not lucy it's it, mina
1: here no, I think it's Lucy. It's not Lucy. I think it's Lucy.
0: Lucy. I, mean, I want to say it's Lucy. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> uh let's see. Nose for the vampire. We are dealing with a character named Lucy. You are oh, correct. There we go. Would you look at that? Okay. So yes, that is Lucy here. Uh but you know, going back to before like the story never really made much sense to me. I'm not a huge fan of the Bram Stoker, you know, plot mechanics. The original Nosferatu and and by uh, uh, by the virtue of the fact that this is a remake, uh, the 79 Nosferatu, they nail how to defeat Dracula. That is, that's how you end a Dracula yeah, story. Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing. You yeah. know, it's not like with Van Helsing, like, you know, uh, looking at the scientific angles. It's not like a big action set piece at the end of the Coppola movie. Like, well the Cobalt one's a combination of the two. It is. Which is a
1: weird thing. I don't mind that, but uh it's it this this is by far the most moving.
0: Yes. The quiet sacrifice yeah. of a woman yeah. that saves society by letting a man essentially have what he wants in order to defeat him. Yes. Uh, that, yes. That 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 fucking works. That's how you end a Dracula movie. Horrifying and totally sad, and
1: that is yes. thematically so right for Dracula. Right. Yeah. Again, and everything about this movie is that combination of horror and sadness. Even to the way he dies is totally different from the, the the original one. Even though it's exactly the same, it's somehow so different. And I just love that about the movie. Yep. Ah, such a such a brilliant film. Loved yeah. it. Loved it.
0: Uh, that is Nosferatu the Vampire.
1: Excellent. Werner does it again. Excellent movie, Ferner. Werner. Werner wow. does it again. Did not expect it to be this good, but it's like it's it's
0: it's fantastic. All right. And finally, a movie by another master of cinema, Francis Ford Coppola, is the director. The movie is called Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, much like uh, Mario Puzo's Godfather. Francis Ford Coppola putting the name of the author in the actual title of the movie. Gary Oldman stars as Dracula. Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, Richard E. Grant, Carrie Elwes, and Tom Waits. Also in this decorated cast of '90s stars, as I said before, winner of Best Costume Design, Sound Editing, and Makeup at the Academy Awards. And we've kind of been dancing around this this one for the entire podcast, but it is crazy to me that this movie is by far and away the biggest acid trip of a Dracula (laughs) movie. It is the most phantasmagoric of all of them. But it is also the most loyal to the source material. <laughs> yes, and I have a hard time kind of squaring that. Feels that way too. It feels like a novel
1: sometimes. Right. Uh, it is the yeah by far the strangest movie on the list in my opinion. The there's the most stuff happening. There are the most weird choices uh, directorially. Every He's tr-
0: doing a lot of directing.
1: It is every trick in the book. This movie. Yeah, he,
0: uh, Coppola is like is taking the notebook out from the Apocalypse Now production and like trying to see if he can top himself. But he's like going back to old school mep- methods. There
1: are no there's only one um vi- um special effect in this movie which is the flames. Everything else was done in camera. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. So even like the the eyes and the train sequence that are fading in the background that's a real thing that they are shooting. There. Jesus. They yeah,
0: t- <laughs> he he went through like a, an intensive storyboarding process too.
1: Idea you have to for this. It's so Deeply, deeply visual. It's like the highest evolution of what Nosferatu is. Mm. Climaxes with <laughs> uh, Coppola's Dracula, for for uh, mostly better. Not always, but mostly better. Uh, I have my reservations with this movie. They're mostly technical. I, I I will be honest I do love this movie But it's not for everybody right Because uh, this is it's been reclaimed People yes. love this movie I do love this Movie quite a bit yeah it's but it's a It's it it's it's a lot I get it I get yeah. it. <laughs> it's extra for sure
0: yeah I have a couple like not So technical complaints uh Well and I don't <laughs> I wonder what they could be let me Get this out of the way <laughs> let me just get This out of the way and then we can move on because Keanu has had a rough week <laughs> Wait, he's had a, what else has happened? Did though? you see what Matthew Perry said about Keanu Oh, Reeves? I did see that. Fuck that guy. Yeah. That yeah, pissed me off. Yeah, he was like, River Phoenix and Heath Ledger are dead, but Keanu is still alive. What's that about? That's a dude that just has not watched a movie in 30 years and no. doesn't realize that Keanu has just completely reinvented himself and has come out the other end. Did he forget that Keanu
1: shared a really um, uh, amazing movie with River Phoenix? Yeah. So <laughs> Right. I, yeah. <laughs> like, Have you seen that fireplace scene in My Private Eye? I don't know
0: (laughs) yeah Keanu's great Keanu's great he's great he wasn't great in this
1: no (laughs) he was he is so bad he's so bad
0: he's He's as bad as advertised he's as bad as all of the critics ever said he's really bad it is I I, 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 you know me I'm I'm always trying to squint and see like the good performance and the bad one and this is bad you're beating me to it I was gonna say the first time I ever saw this movie I'm
1: like oh you can do it oh maybe No, maybe that was okay. Yeah. That was fine. Right. And then by the end, I'm like, God, he sucks so bad in this movie. He, I, I'm not sure there's a single convincing line delivery in this movie. Yeah. Not a
0: single one. Yes. I don't know why. The like, accent is awful. is like, all off. Do you have like
1: three days to prep or something? Uh, I, I don't
0: know. I'm not sure why they thought that that was a good idea. I mean, I, he just, he's not Harkin in any way. No, no, no. Or Harker in any way. It's just in no way, shape, or form. Uh, okay. That out of the way table that the rest of this cast super fun Mm -hmm. oldman hamming it up winona hamming it up (laughs) hopkins fucking hamming it up (laughs) i mean in in the good way i mean like no
1: in a a way that's like provocative and kind of interesting yes and and in oldman's case really creepy and effective i i love oldman in this movie
0: yes uh it's it's it is a challenging performance in many ways but i i do think that it works certainly mm -hmm. um yeah, this movie takes the all the sexual undertones we were talking about before and brings it to the forefront. Jacks them up to eleven and then some. My goodness, is this a horny movie? Fucking horny, very horny. Yep. Uh, the Winona stuff with old men is uh, maybe hot is not the right word, but it's it's spicy. It's there. I'll call it hot. <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> and, and look, there's stuff in this movie that you assume. Yeah, you know, as we said before it's kind of just provocative and meant to shock but no i mean like the the wolf sex the bloody nipples the mm. the dick biting like when the vampire like bit keanu's dick or whatever and all the stuff with the wives and like when the wives such a take a baby as their sacrificial lamb essentially dracula gives them a a uh, v- baby to satisfy their bloodlust. And- it's very faithful to the book. Very faithful! That's what I'm trying to say! All this and- stuff is crazy, and it's like, no, that's from 1890... What is it? 1897.
1: I'd love to see another version of this where they really go for it, because it sounds so... Fu- I mean, it is fucked up. This movie is like... This is, this is part of my criticism with it, though, where it's like, they're doing horrible shit in that first act. Here, regardless... Here's the other thing, though. Regardless of what you think of Keanu's performance, we all know it's bad, but from a... Just a cinematic experience that first act is the best shit ever it's, it's so fun. it's almost that first acts almost the best movie on this list yeah. it's so good yeah it's so good I love it uh and that scene climaxing with that scene in particular <laughs> just leaves you on this high that can't be beat and which is again it's another one of those movies where after that part it's nowhere near as good because that god that shit's so awesome I love it yeah um it it does it does trail off a little bit when you st- again when you start getting into the Van Helsing. I agree of it all. It's I agree. it's not it's not as bad as it is in Horror of Dracula because we have
0: Anthony Hopkins. Right. Uh, but yeah, he's it, in full like post Oscar Hannibal Lecter mode at this point. Yeah, where, like he's he just shows up in your franchise movie and just you know brings a sort of stately you know English elegance to the role. Yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine. You with know, it. yeah. But I'm, I, he's not really like it's not really like a challenging performance, you know. No, this no 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 yeah, no. yeah. But I I just but
1: regardless this movie does have this uh it sort of untenable vibe that does permeate and it never stops and I it's one of those movies where I can just sit with it and even if the movie's not on its greatest high in this scene it still always feels just right. There's this storybooky quality to to the movie. Yep. That's very that's v- very visceral as a matter of fact. Yep. And it's also um I don't know. It is kind of scary to me. It's, it's the most grotesque for sure. Yeah. The, the, the vampire, this is the most vampire heavy, I think of the bunch. Definitely. Where they just play with the lore and they do a lot of interesting things with like the look of Dracula. Um, It's, a, it's one of those movies that like works for me, like on a lot of like uh, superficial levels, I will admit like, but it's the, the whole cocktail is such a wacky, awesome experience. I don't really care but yeah, I, th- I think when I talk about like my praise with this movie, a lot of it's going to be, oh my god, the design of Dracula in this part's great. the van- The man bat is, is is phenomenal. The lighting is incredible. You know, um, sometimes is it is it is it does it go beyond just the um just the, the the dressing? Maybe not. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. But it's I don't, fun to look at anyway. It, yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree. I agree. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's very like maximalist. Mm-hmm. Steampunk, gothic in that like very '90s way. Yeah, it feels a lot like a '90s action movie sometimes. Um, because well,
1: what about Blade? <laughs> you haven't seen yeah, Blade, yeah. I guess.
0: If we're talking vampire movies, but it's it's very maximalist. Yep, yeah. in that way. And yeah, I mean that that's not necessarily how I would describe Dracula as a series. It's not necessarily a maximalist. I don't. I don't know. I, maybe maybe you're right.
1: It's yeah. always fit for some weird reason for me I know maybe it be beca- I think it's very good by the way. I just want to say that okay Yeah, I like think it. this movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I okay, think it's cool. very good Because <laughs> yeah, I, I I've always, i always I don't know I have found myself trying to defend this this movie and I always say like yeah I love it But I I, I do understand why it doesn't vibe with everybody because it is so weird uh,
0: Yeah, I, I mean I, I love I was watching this one last I love how this movie just sort of it sheds the facade of those prior movies. Like mm. you feel Coppola and uh, the screenwriter of this movie feeling like, you know, like, God, there's all this subtext there. Can we just let it rip? You know yes. What I mean? Yeah. 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 Can we just because so many of these movies <laughs> have been so reserved and, you know, uh, picked apart by, you know, the Hays Code or whatever or whatever sensor um, whatever the studio was dealing with, you know, and this movie just finally feels like you know this is a fucking wacky ass story it's so expressive that terrified people uh at the end of the 19th century um let's let's show modern audiences what those audiences must have felt when they read that book you know let's really shock let's really lean into the sex let's let's really fucking literalize this stuff and it does and it really does and you know Everything with Winona and Oldman to it's me great. just it it fucking works. I love it, yes. and I I love the how they play around with the sort of the loss of innocence and the mm-hmm. the virginal metaphor, and it's the most unfaithful thing about the 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 movie in
1: terms of the book. But it is it it does for the most part work. I do wish they made him a little less sympathetic. I don't like the angle where he's the- not like a good guy, though. Like I feel well, I watch it. He's not a good dude. It's, yeah, but it's implied that he ascends to heaven at the end. I'm like, what? Yes, no, that's true. no, good point. Dracula ain't ascending to heaven. No, <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> I, that, that does not ring well to me at all. It doesn't ring true whatsoever. Well, what do you think of that? That opening?
0: What do you think of the origin story?
1: Loved it okay I do love it I mean it's it's tied to Vlad the Impaler very obviously Um, who Dracula is is based on somewhat based on and then Madame the Bathory which is another one there are two sources that that uh, Vlad and Bathory is are, are, are the two she's someone who would like drink virgin's blood and shit like that yeah um and I'm I'm okay with that and again that opening is such a filmmakers movie there's just so much craft and 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 visual impressions going on that are just wonderful like hand puppets and stuff like that I'm like what is this yeah. in a good way though that's striking and interesting and like i said again story booky in a way that i find very very satisfying that kind of crafts a
0: very very dark fairy tale which is really what this movie feels yeah. like to me yeah i'm not sure how i really i i don't love when a a monster movie or any kind of horror movie takes the mystery out of our villains too much like i i like a healthy amount of questions like I don't need to know exactly how Jason got the mask, you know, and part of like asking the question about how Jason got the mask is is the fun. Um, And I I feel like here, like, I don't really need to know that Dracula was in love once. Put it this way. I didn't love the the, the casting Winona in both roles. No, I I agree with that. It fills in too many blanks. It does, Well, I mean, then
1: you get Van Helsing or Anthony Hopkins playing the priest. and right. that, that was a little weird. Yeah. But, but it,
0: I, I don't love the idea that like, I, I don't need to know that Dracula, you know, made this bargain with God essentially or flipped the, the bird at God, you know, thousands of years ago. Like that stuff like, I don't know, like I'm cool with him just being a vampire and I'm cool with like, for example, Klaus Kinski just being this freaky looking guy who's sad all the time not sure i mean it's such a powerful scene though just the, the, the way
1: <laughs> oldman plays it just yes. rage like you've never seen and it's really 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 big and effective and striking especially the bleeding cross like if you thought you've which is something i've seen in movies before but not quite like that and you do feel like this guy has just been, like, uh, damned to something totally new. And then you, you, it does sort of paint this really tragic, horrifying picture of what Dracula is actually going through. Uh, I, I I don't know if I—I I, I, I guess the reason I don't mind is because I never felt one way or the other about his origin. It's like, I don't—you could not do it or you could do it. It wouldn't really bother me. It's not a priority in my mind. So I guess I agree with you in that sense, but— yeah, if they want to do it go ahead. It doesn't really bother me.
0: So. Yeah. I guess that that would be my only sort of gripe with the movie.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't need you to keep Dracula's origin a mystery, I guess. I don't know. He's not he's not one of those characters to me personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, a- apparently the fluidity of Dracula himself in this movie is is borrowed heavily from the novel. The idea that he changes shape and shape. changes form yes it is that shit's cool to me i like that i like i like the idea that there was a there was a human form of him at one point and then there's a sort of old weathered version of him uh-huh. and there's a there's a wolf version of him like i i like that he was constantly he was shaving his hair he, he, he was, yes he had a goatee in one scene didn't have a goatee in the other i like that stuff the man bad is a thing that's in the book too yes yeah uh, that stuff is really good and and Oldman definitely Pulls that off like he, he very Well yeah he's a very um, Malleable actor in that
1: way Well like, the f- yeah well yeah I mean the physical side Of Oldman has always been there just I mean Sometimes just the most compelling stuff are shots of him Looking at Mina from across the Street yeah and that stuff's really really Effective right uh Yeah, I don't have a lot of complaints with them, like uh, when it comes to his relationship with uh, Winona Ryder in this. I guess the only other thing that really sticks with me are just the sheer amount of like wonderful set pieces in this, particularly the Lucy scene. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Still gives me nightmares. That's yeah, that's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. The backwards shot. Oh, God, it's so well. I love it.
0: God, I love it. So it's the weirdest decision, but it's so effective. Oh, it's good. Do you find it weird that Oldman is just in mank mode now? <laughs> Playing that character? Yeah, like this dude used to be like, you know, Sid and Nancy and fucking JFK. And, That's true. Uh, yeah, uh, true romance. Like he used to be like such a over-the-top actor. And now he's just like, you know, muttering dialogue under his breath and getting drunk on set. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, I'm into it. Isn't it kind of, it's weird how
1: like... You know, he went from Dracula to that. Yeah, this is this is an out there performance. Yeah. But, uh, now he's like, so
0: like I, I he's in stately British mode now.
1: I guess so. Yeah. You know, what's the last crazy thing he did? I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
0: I mean, I think ever since Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, it's kind of just been, uh, yeah. you know, you know, gotta, I mean, even in the Batman movies, he's kind of
1: tame. I would argue. And also, uh, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty tame even in the Harry Potter movies, so yeah, there's that, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not so much in the third movie, but the other ones. Yeah, but once you figure out who he, he actually yeah, is. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in uh, Slow Horses, which is a show on Apple TV mm-hmm. that debuted this year. I think it, it came out in like March or April, and I mean, just the most fucking entertaining show on TV. Yeah. British spy show, and mm-hmm. it's incredible, but I mean, he is just, he's just he's found his mode. I mean, good for him, like, you know, he like... He knows how to read dialogue in a snappy way and he can, you know, the check clears and it's it was a good day's work. But the guy's really not pushing it anymore. <laughs> would his Winston Churchill be a
1: little like showy?
0: I guess so. That's, that's not. That's Maybe a, that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe he got his Oscar now and he's fine. Yeah. You know, I could just phone it in now. For playing an effectively good performance, but
1: out there Gary Oldman performance, I would say. Yeah, I like him in that. He's good. That's uh, a that's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah. like that one. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh Last thing he did, where it's I guess like there, there was a time and place where Gary Oldman would be. He's you could tell he was like one of the best actors out there, but he's making the weirdest decisions. For well, he used movie. to be like a cage kind of figure. Kinda, yeah. You know, you got to remember he was in The Fifth Element. You ever seen The Fifth Element? Yeah, sure. Ooh,
0: that's a bizarre fucking role, man. Yeah, I mean even uh, Leon, Leon, the, Professional. Leon, Leon yeah. the Professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh let me look at his last couple years here. Um Yeah, uh Slow Horses, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Oh no. Uh The Woman in the Window. Yeah, another like you know, never saw that one. Kind of I mean it's a it's a, ter- a, a Tracy Letts not an adaptation, but it's Tracy Letts script feels very stagey. Okay. Mank. Uh The Laundromat. <laughs> uh yeah darkest hour i guess he did dawn of the Planet of the apes yeah he's playing a normal guy in that yeah normal guy right yeah
1: how about the robocop remake i never saw that he's playing a doctor in that kind of yeah again very normal in that too lawless yeah no, i'll tell you what you're gonna hate me for saying this but the most like wild gary oldman performance was a voice performance in uh the one of the <laughs> call of duty games <laughs>
0: I he, thought you were going to say Kung Fu Panda 2 no. and I almost fucking spit out my drink
1: um, No I'm saying Call of Duty <laughs> the, the video game Because he
0: is in Kung Fu Panda 2 and I'm like Oh like, no You're like one of the most iconic animated performances of all time <laughs> Gary Oldman in Kung Fu Panda
1: No him playing a fucking uh, Russian in the Soviet Army in the Call of Duty games he's uh, wild man he's fucking going for it <laughs> He is. his performance is, is better than those games deserve <laughs> I will say Say
0: that. I'll tell you when it ended. Are you ready? Yeah. I found it. Mason Verger in Hannibal. Oh. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the end. He went one step too far with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, with
1: Anthony Hopkins. Right.
0: And I bet you Hopkins took him aside on set and was like, hey, listen, man. Listen, (laughs) kid. I know, like, you want to fucking get your Oscar and you want, you know, appreciation and love and everything. Fucking no drugs. Learn the lines, say the lines, go home. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's probably true. I bet you that's what happened. Gary. You learn from the best. Gary, if you don't cooperate, I'm gonna
1: feed you to some pigs. Yeah. Just fucking <laughs> just, just settle down. Show the fuck out, bro. Yeah,
0: just, <laughs> five words for you. R-E-L-A-X.
1: Yeah. Have you seen that clip of uh um um Ian McKellen? Uh, and it's in a show. He's like talking to a, a Ricky Gervais. He's a, he's a character, and he's just talking about his his act, his acting, and yeah, it, it's it, God. It's the funniest, <laughs> funniest,
0: funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for those guys. You know, they they worked hard all their lives, and they just want to enjoy retirement and. Yeah. Where they're but they're literally saying, Hey, you know this acting thing? It's fucking easy. Yeah, it's whatever. It's just really just, show up and say the lines. Yeah, we're pretending. Do your job. It's like Malkovich <laughs> on the set of rounders. He's like, Listen, I'm a horrible actor and they applaud me. <laughs> I'm doing a shitty Russian accent. <laughs> and they're applauding. Yeah, it's not that hard, this acting thing. No. <laughs> All right. Uh this for me, Adam Hall, is an easy fucking choice. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so.
1: I'm sad that it's not going to be a uh, Coplas cuz I really do love that movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a bananas movie. Thoroughly bananas. It's a yeah, as I always say, it like I for movies, I look for a rewarding experience. I'm looking for a movie to give me something and that movie more more than gave me, you know, anything I could possibly want. Um including an erection sometimes. <laughs> <With> multiple erections. <laughs> but the movie that gave me uh, <laughs> the most directions. The most directions. <laughs> the movie that made
0: me—I'm not finishing that. Yep. Uh, 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 listen, I would love to induct the 22 Notes for to, but like, come on, man! It's 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 Werner. It's fucking Werner.
1: Yeah, that movie. This Werner's uh, is kind of a masterpiece. Werner,
0: baby, it's so good. Let's go. It's so good. Is that the first Werner movie? It might be. In the Hall of Fame? I think it is.
1: I don't think we've ever nominated another Werner film on this podcast
0: before. Oh, wow. That well, might we, be need the to, fir- we need to remedy that sometimes. Well, we've never done a Werner pod. Werner pod, pretty soon. We have to do it. Yeah. You got to watch Fitzcarraldo. You yeah. Know, in a gory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Guys, happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy is- Halloween. I hope this episode was thoroughly spooky. <laughs>
1: I, I had an idea for another pod. By the way, oh no, another spooky pod. Oh no, you're not gonna go for Came it. Came to you too late. Yeah, it too did. bad. Spooky season's I over. I know. I know. We're we're in the drolls of uh, Thanksgiving season now. <sighs> but we, oh god, Thanks Killing's a spooky movie. <laughs> <laughs> Got stuff, Nico. Pretty soon. Uh, uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving. oh no we're doing it again Thanksgiving 2022 (laughs) doing another round of that coming to a podcast Uh, feed near you oh i did watch some spooky movies what was the
0: spooky theme you had
1: the spooky theme that i wanted maybe we'll do it next year or not maybe we'll do it sooner i don't know i wanted to do i wanted to break you and do some j horror movies you know what that means japanese horror Oh, like the ring and shit. The original ring, the really the original grudge audition, right? Tony Baba, yeah, pulse. Oh,
0: goodness, (laughs) cure. Maybe next year, (laughs) maybe we'll build up the courage to get that done. Yeah, give me like a year to watch all of those. (laughs) I can maybe watch watch one every quarter. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you can watch them in five minute increments. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. I think it's a good idea. Well, I'm happy you went with Dracula. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because it
1: ain't freaking you out, I know. Uh, so you, you've seen some scary movies? Yes, I've seen some scary movies. Very scary movies. The okay. first one, scary movie that I saw was called uh, Pinocchio. Oh, uh, goodness,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you watch it? <laughs> did not. <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Zemeckis, man?
1: I What's up with him? I really don't know. This was v- incredibly frustrating. I, it's like, it's... Man, it might
0: be his worst movie. He needs to he needs to do like a fucking buddy cop movie. Yes. Back yeah. to basics. You know what I mean? These are
1: like pretend Spielberg's and I'm getting really fucking frustrated yes. by it. I, it's just
0: not good. We got to or do like some kind of like domestic drama, you know. Call Hopkins up, you know? Do like a movie like The Father. You know, does it just, just sometimes you need a palate cleanser, you know, yeah. but the last couple Mecca's movies have been
1: terrible. Awful, I would say. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. I just had no interest in it. It was so boring. It was so uninspired. Uh, it's God. It's just it's just icky and evil and uh, <laughs> evil. <laughs> kind of is. Yeah. I, I don't I don't use that phrase often when describing movies. How's Hank's? He's not in it very much. He's actually not terrible in it, I guess. But yeah, he's barely in it. Mm. I, yeah, just like, what? what is this? What is this stuff?
0: I guess we'll talk about him more when Hank's giving comes around the corner. Uh, but uh, this thing is soulless. I'll say I'm that. worried about Hank's. I'm worried about the choices. I don't like the choices. They're getting bad. They're getting worse and worse. <laughs> much like I am concerned by Kanye's choices the last couple of weeks. I'm concerned with Tom Hanks's choices.
1: You're, you're uh, Only concern. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm going. (laughs) We getting (laughs) just concerned. (laughs) What? (laughs) I gotta put you in this situation. (laughs) He says all that stuff about the Jews, and Nico's like, "Buddy, I'm a little concerned. It's not right." Are you okay? What's going on, buddy? talking
0: about dude if i i you know i really should be kanye's friend though because i would pull him aside and be like dude what's up man just let's talk about it let's talk about your feelings you're like fucking not about the jews just your feelings <laughs> in general i don't really want to talk about the jews this is going
1: in like reminds me of the Joe Rogan pod when he had Tarant <laughs> he had Tarantino on talking about Weinstein.
0: He's like, <laughs> well, if Rogan had Kanye on and it, it yeah, was a similar experience. Oh no,
1: yeah. I'm like imagining the lie where it's like when whenever I said to people, oh, "I wish uh, I I had done more," well, what it means is I wish I could have talked to the guy.
0: Right, that's what you're thinking about uh, Kanye West, dude. The Tarantino Rogan is one of the weirdest Rogans. That one's fucking weird. The, the Weinstein conversation in particular, like they're dancing around some shit because Tarantino knew something and oh, yeah. he didn't says, say a yeah. word. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, they're dancing around it there. And Rogan doesn't push him and I wish he kind of did. Yeah, I agree. You know? Yeah, that's a weird pod. Yeah. Have you been listening to the Video Archives podcast? I don't think I have, no. Uh, no. It's, been, it's been great. It's been fun. Tarantino's uh, just fucking podcasting like us now. Oh, cool. It's cool. good shit.
1: Uh, I have uh, been catching up because uh, Team Deacons is back. Oh. They're done with making their movie, and now they're back to potting. Word. I love it. Okay. Best pot ever. I love the fucking Team Deacons pod. Yeah. I could watch that shit all day, or listen to it, rather. Uh, I, I, You know I've seen um, almost all of these, Uh, but yeah, I, we never talked about the fact that I saw Don't Worry, Darling.
0: Uh, I have pirated a copy of that movie and plan on watching it tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Should I not waste
1: my time? No, waste your time. I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> but make no mistake, kind of a waste of time. Not the, I mean, I don't know. It's, you get, all you get out of it is Florence Pugh, but the movie's really dumb really 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 dumb. Uh I don't yeah it's 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 not as why is this a thing as we were hoping and the movie as a whole like it is for for the drama of it all. I don't know if it really comes across quite as strong. It does have one of those like insane twists that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, but yeah, not not much to really say about that. Okay. I hate to yeah.
0: So Olivia Wilde not the next Scorsese who said she was the next Scorsese? I don't know. I feel like that's something that's always said about but, directors. Yeah.
1: The ne- all Every new director is the next Scorsese. Right. Every
0: time someone makes like a halfway decent movie, they're the next Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen Booksmart yet, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Booksmart's,
1: Booksmart's actually really good. Yeah. Really fun. Uh, Much better than Don't Worry, Darling. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mentioned on the other pod that I saw the Hellraiser s- sequel remake thing. More of a it I guess it is a remake. It's it's more of a reimagining of that first movie mm-hmm. in a very clever way. Really good. Okay. Really good. Yeah, uh, so much better than I expected it to be. Cool. Uh, and I really love that original and this was a, a this is a solid, interesting entry. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, liked it a lot. Fun. Uh, Halloween Ends, which we talked about extensively. Yeah,
0: if you we, we left you on a cliffhanger last week. If you listen to the Movie Hall of Fame, uh, we left last podcast saying we're on our way to see Halloween Ends. Yes. Uh, so if you want the payoff, if you want to see what happened uh, during that screening and we well, got to go to the other pod. yeah hear about our <laughs> thoughts listen to why is this a thing we talked about the whole Halloween franchise I would say pretty extensively yeah I would agree yeah yeah that was a fun one yeah
1: uh, and then also uh, not new movie I saw the wolf of snow hollow on the topic of horrory, scary esque mute yeah. movies, have you seen it?
0: I, I haven't. Mm. Um, but that's my guy that did uh, Thunder Road, right? That's right. Yeah, might
1: as well be a sequel to Thunder Road, by the way. Really? About it's, like a werewolf and shit. It is. It's the exact. Same. He's playing an identical character. Like oh, he doesn't well, that's even. Great. He does not even. it's even. It's like it's another anxiety, high-strung, rage-filled. Cop, yeah, again. That's just quirky and bananas, but also kind of violent. I love this character, Jim Cummings. Jim, like, I'm just gonna. I'm assuming he's doing what Chaplin's doing with the Tramp and just putting his character in every movie. Oh, great! Because this character is the best. I could watch this character. (laughs) Fucking love that guy. (laughs) I could watch this character be Macbeth. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's so wonderful. Yeah,
0: he made a movie I think last year called The Beta Test. I think he just made one this year, too. Yeah. Because he's been making like a movie a year. Yeah. He's kind of doing that Linklater thing where he's he's keeping it all low budget. You know, a lot of guys like that. It's like they make one hit movie and then they they take a bunch of meetings for five years and don't make anything. Mm -hmm. And it's nice. Like he's it seems like he's found his mode. I can make a movie for under two million dollars. I can get the financing for it. And um, I'm just going to keep making the stuff I want to make. You know? Yeah. But he's also a good writer, so that that yeah. helps out tremendously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, really solid crime
1: thriller, actually. Cool. Yeah, really, really, really good. I, I highly recommend it. You would love it. Robert Forster's, one, I think it's his last role, who is unbelievable in it.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it is Halloween. Coming, uh, by the time you listen to this, it's probably going to be about a day or two away. Um, do you have any spooky recommendations for Me? Me? Yeah. What, what What should I what should I watch? What should I watch on Halloween night? What should you watch on Halloween? Yeah. Night? Give I'm me like an all time classic that I haven't seen yet. That's gonna um, fucking terrify me. Terrify me, Adam. Terrify. Yeah. Oh man. Give me something good.
1: Well, you could watch Audition.
0: Okay.
1: You could watch Audition. Yeah. All right. Or you could watch Pulse. Pulse might scare you a little bit more. Um, But you want something like that doesn't require you to read subtitles. (laughs) Uh, um, You've seen The Duck yet? I haven't. Oh, dude. (laughs) What are you doing? All right. (laughs) Come on. That's just a great movie. It's just a really, really, really good
0: movie. It's going to fuck me up, right? I've heard it it fucks people up.
1: I love it. And yes, it was one of those like scary experiences for me. But not in you know, there there's a lot of movie there that allows you to relax. I'll say that. It's not as like constantly frightening as you know you, you would you would think. But yeah, it's scary. Okay. You should watch the Baba Duck.
0: Well, I'll do that then. Uh it's you know, my annual tradition now. I I get a bucket of candy, I eat half of it, and I hand it out to the local kids and I'll I'll get some Baba duck going in the background. I actually have a good one. That would fuck you up. <laughs> okay. Well, which one? Give, uh, me, give me one. Wreck. Oh, yeah. I've been avoiding that one. Mm. I've been avoiding the old wreck. Go ahead. Watch Wreck. I dare you. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about Wreck. Yeah. And they mentioned that there's like a 20-second section of the movie where the screen just goes black. And they described the experience of watching that in a theater Of just like the screen goes black and you're in a dark empty room and that is the most terrifying thing I've ever heard I am doing
1: that currently in the movie that I'm making Uh very very similar type of well I don't know if it's the same type of thing but it's the same format where it's like you're informed by just the sounds in the room yeah and you piece what's happening together as as it unfolds yeah
0: and then not into that as an idea Uh, maybe I'll watch wreck. yeah okay Okay. I've heard it's like one of the great zombie movies ever. Mm. Yeah. You won't do well. No. You, you, will, you will not. Don't You imagine. will not do well. I'll report back in two weeks. Oh, good Lord. Uh, <laughs> all right. There we go, Adam. Uh, cool. We'll, we'll figure out the next topic before next week's show. We could do Ju-On and the whole J-Horror. No, we don't have to no, do that. No, let's not. Let's, let's <sighs> not do that. I don't know. We're done with horror. Spooky season is over. <laughs> We're moving on to family.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: It's all about family from here on out. Uh, we'll do it a Pixar pod. Salute me, familia. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Pixar pod next week. All right, uh, that will do it. Anything else? I think we're good. Okay. That's it then. Until next time.
1: In the old days, yes. Now, no one gives two fucks for Bella.